the Irish Times Inside Business podcast in association with EY, building a better working world. Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Inside Business podcast. I'm Cliff Taylor filling in this week for Kieran Hancock. Rapid growth in the technology sector, both before COVID and right through the pandemic, has been vital for Ireland's economy. But are conditions in the high-flying sector now starting to cool? A major employment survey this week showed hiring is indeed slowing in the tech sector, although it is still positive. So is this a speed bump or a sign of something more serious? To discuss this, I'm joined by John Galvin, Managing Director of Manpower Ireland, the recruitment company who conducted that survey, and Una Fitzpatrick, Director of Technology Ireland, the IBEC organisation that represents the technology sector. John Galville, tell us a bit, first of all, about how the tech recruiting market has been over the last few years. It's been extraordinarily hot, wages up, huge shortage of jobs. Yeah, that, that's correct. Like o- over the last number of years, um, we track um, the outlook from an employment perspective in our quarterly employment outlook, um, which we've just released again for quarter four this week. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, particularly during the pandemic, we've seen the tech sector in particular not be as impacted as greatly as other sectors. I think it's been able to adjust uh, with greater ease to remote working, which was obviously a key requirement for a lot of sectors over the last number of years. And as a result, that market in particular was buoyant. Of course, there was greater demand on technology as companies started to digitize um, whilst they adjusted to, to the pandemic. And, and as a result, there was a, a greater uh, requirement um, for workers within the tech sector over the last year. So it's certainly been very buoyant um, up until, uh, I guess, more recent times. So what's happened, according to your latest survey, there appears to have been a bit of a, a bit of a cooling in tech hiring. That's right. Um, so, so maybe just to get, give a, a bit of a wider context. So the, the Manpower Employment Outlook Survey is a forward-looking survey. And what we do is we ask employers across a range of sectors of what their hiring intentions are, be that to increase headcount or decrease headcount. So the overall uh, employment outlook for Q4, the quarter ahead, is 28%. And whilst that's a historically high score or result, um, it is the lowest so far this year. Um, and I think we can see that there's a, a number of concerns uh, across the business sectors with macroeconomic issues and, and obviously inflation driving concerns within the marketplace. But we've also seen like reports on a global level where some of the tech uh, companies have had to reduce headcount, like starting with the U- US. Some of the more high profile companies like Netflix, PayPal, Tesla have all had had uh, announcements over the last couple of months. Uh, and we do see some of that trickling into the Irish sector as well, where companies might have overhired or, for example, I guess, in the case with Netflix, um, inflation is putting pressure on you know cost of living. There's less disposable income. So companies are potentially looking at some of uh, the commodities that they've, uh, they spend their money in, such as Netflix, and, and maybe they're choosing to reduce those subscriptions. But... Um, Overall, the the tech sector is still optimistic. So we're still seeing a result in double digit figures. It's just that it has declined by 25 percentage points versus the last quarter. Um, And and that's the first decline that we've seen in over 12 months. Okay, obviously your figures are are kind of a mix between hiring and and, and layoffs. So 
we have seen some layoffs. Obviously, there's still a lot of hiring going on in the tech sector, but we have seen layoffs increasing as well. Is that part of what's driving the balance to a slightly weaker state than it was? And why do you think that might be happening? Yeah, no, that that is correct. So like to maybe go into the detail a little bit more within the tech sector, like 40% of companies indicated in the quarter ahead that they will um, increase their headcount. So that's still a strong figure. However, uh, the, the number of companies that have indicated that they're um, going to reduce their headcount in, in the tech sector has tripled versus last quarter. So whilst there's still optimism amongst a, a, like a large number of tech companies, um, we, we haven't seen the type of forecasted reduction in headcount within the tech sector that we're anticipating in the quarter ahead. Again, uh, you know, we're, we're moving into an environment where there is, you know, Rate rises, that's having an impact on, you know, capital investments. Companies are reevaluating that at the moment and in some cases just putting a pause on it um, until they can get some greater certainty as to what's going to happen, either from an energy cost perspective or indeed from, um, you know, a, a rate rise perspective. You know, there's still forecast to be two further rate rises in uh, October and December ahead. And I think right now companies are trying to evaluate you know, what is those costs going to impact our business, what their revenue lines are going to look like, and as a result, you know, what is the talent that they need at the moment. So there's a lot of uncertainty, which has obviously followed a number of years of uncertainty from Brexit into COVID, and obviously now this cost of living crisis that we're in at the moment. Yeah, thanks, John. Una Fitzpatrick of Technology Ireland, obviously that the tech sector has been a hugely successful growth story for Ireland over the last uh over the last 10 years and, and and indeed longer. Is what John is talking about now maybe a speed bump, just companies readjusting or might we be looking at something more fundamental? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose the perspective from Technology Ireland members is that, um, you know, there's, there's, there is still growth in the sector, but there is a deceleration on the pace of that growth. Um, and I think external um, factors, which, which John has spoken about, are definitely impacting that. In terms of the you know, is this a temporary blip or not? It will really kind of depend on how, you know, you know, I suppose how serious um, some of the, the other factors um, that are happening externally impact on the sector. Obviously, during COVID, it was a fairly straightforward transition for, um, you know, tech companies to make um, this kind of crisis, if you will, you know, it, it impacts on their end customer and that then impacts on them. Um, so I suppose in terms of the companies that we can see, you know, perhaps maybe decelerating or, or kind of halting some of their, their hiring at the moment, um, they're, they're just basically taking a very cautious approach. Um, I think, again, it's, it's competitiveness issues as well. We've seen in terms of our membership that it is so difficult to attract talent um, into Ireland at the moment in terms of from a housing perspective that actually some of the, the feedback I've had from HR managers is we've we've just stopped looking outside the country um, because it is so difficult um, to to relocate people here. Um, And so then that concerns us because it means if if the companies are still going to grow, they're only going to essentially target um, the tech talent that's already in the country. um, And that can, you know, lead to kind of uncompetitive, um, you know, practices um, occurring. So I suppose from from our perspective, we we want to see that we can attract uh, that global mobile talent um, but at the moment, infrastructure challenges are, are, are impacting on that. Just looking at the different sectors that you represent that would be the big manufacturing companies and then the digital service companies, I guess, and the smaller smaller firms, 
Talk to us a bit about the balance and the different factors that different companies are are, are seeing from the current crisis. Obviously, I guess to start off with, the manufacturers would be squeezed by the energy crisis in particular. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we can see it across the board, and it's definitely cross-sectoral. Um, for a lot of like within within Technology Ireland, a lot of the the large larger kind of manufacturers are very much involved in things like chips. And um, again, huge global demand for that, so um, not necessarily seeing a slowdown in that market. However, they will be severely impacted by um, you know increasing energy costs or and or availability or scarcity of energy. Um, you know, for a lot of our members who are maybe more software as a service type companies, um, they're impacted by their end customer. So they're really seeing, you know, depending, you know, I suppose during COVID, if, if your end customer was an airline, for instance, you were hugely impacted. Um, at the moment, I suppose it's, it's everyone who's now going to be impacted by this. So this is kind of a, a new shock maybe for, for, for some companies. Um, and I suppose everyone is is really trying to take as, as cautious an approach as possible. And I, I think to John's point in terms of perhaps there was maybe some overhiring or, you know, very... Um, you know, there was very sharp growth in terms of hiring um, during COVID um, and maybe companies now are kind of re-evaluating. John Gavin, does that fit in with what you're hearing or you're seeing in the recruitment market in terms of companies looking for looking for new hires? There's obviously still a demand in some sectors. Yeah, sure. And I like, I, you know, I, across our, our most recent results do show that, um, you know, there's optimism across all sectors. Uh, and, and to Una's point, you know, it's it's just that there is a deceleration in that optimism. So all sectors are indicating growth in terms of headcount in the quarter ahead, just not as fast as we've seen it over the last three quarters here to date. So it's slowing down a little bit. Um, our, our most recent talent shortage survey indicated that 75% of companies are indicating that they're struggling to find talent. So there still is that um, massive demand for talent in the marketplace. You know, we have low employment, uh, unemployment rates and um, we reached record employment rates in the middle of the year, surpassing 2.5 million. And again, to reflect on what Una mentioned, like it is a case where we do need to continue to bring talent into the marketplace. Some of our clients are indicating that, you know, that, that there's challenges around housing, which, you know, is something we've uh, hear about constantly in, in the news at the moment and have done over the past couple of years. But it is impacting the ability to bring people into the marketplace when there's a limited availability of uh, rental stock, you know, wh- whereas the possibilities of, um, you know, new talent coming into the Irish marketplace, finding somewhere to live. So it's it's another area that we need to address, particularly as we try to bring more talent into the marketplace whilst unemployment's low and the demand remains across all sectors despite it slowing down. Are you still hearing that from members as well, Una, in terms of trying to get people to come into the country? I mean, despite the fact that hiring is slowing, obviously key talent is still in demand and, and there's a need to get some of that from overseas. Absolutely, yeah. And particularly, I suppose, you know, there's a certain cohort of talent, anyone with that kind of five plus years experience in very kind of in-demand tech roles, um, those who can lead teams um, in particular, they are hugely in demand. So companies will, you know, pretty much jump through uh, as many hoops as possible to get that talent in, in into the country. Um, it's just, it can be, you know, um, it's the the well well worn path in terms of there can be delays on work permits, even things like um, you know PPS numbers, um, and then you've got the additional issues around um, housing. So all of that kind of combined um, means that it, it's just a very difficult process for companies to go through. And I think um, as they slow down, maybe some of their hiring, they're they're maybe more inclined to look to the the talent that's already in the country because they know. 
you know, it, it removes so many of those issues that are already in place um, if, if they can attract that talent that's already here. So it's it's great from a talent development perspective. And I suppose in terms of, you know, encouraging people to, um, you know, work in the sector and that there are still opportunities here. But I suppose long term companies are bidding internally at their global HQs to bring projects and to bring large um, uh, investment into the country. And I suppose, you know, the word from members is that, you know, we're really kind of tipping into that uncompetitive space now um, from a global HQ perspective. And that's a worry because um, obviously we've always relied on being able to attract that kind of, you know, the new projects and the innovative stuff. And if that's not coming in, there will be some concern. And what are the areas, Una, in terms of competitiveness? Obviously, housing costs would be one, but are there others? I mean, I know the sector has been upset about, as you, you mentioned, the visa issue there. There is energy costs that's affecting every country, I suppose, but maybe some of the problems are worse here. What are the what are the key competitive factors that your members are talking about? Yeah, I mean it's 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 all of the above. So obviously housing, major one. Um I suppose the another one, if you're you're really trying to attract that top level tech talent into the country, is taxation. Um, so again, that's things from a personal taxation perspective, but also how um, company shares and things like that are handled. Um, so things like that where, you know, I suppose for many years we've been pushing for kind of more um, competitive schemes. And again, these are schemes that exist in other jurisdictions, be it the UK or the US. So um, it's, it's not left field thinking. It's just trying to get us as competitive as other top tech jurisdictions. And is the government doing enough, do you think? I suppose the tech sector has been on such a run, Una, over the last decade. Have policymakers started to take it for granted? There may be an element of that. Um, you know, obviously, there has been huge investment by the by the tech sector here um, in terms of your corporate tax receipts. Um, huge, um, huge numbers, obviously, there. Um, but I suppose our, our caution um, to government is, you know, we have to have the right conditions in place to secure and retain that investment. Um, it's... It's not something that'll stick around forever if the conditions don't, you know, stay favourable and competitive, and um, you know that are kind of the, the country is set up to to deal with that level of investment. Um, so from an infrastructure and even at the capacity of the public service, you know, the capacity of our regulators, you know, regulation is becoming kind of a top five issue in terms of where to um, for a tech company to invest. If we don't have the necessary resources to do the necessary regulation you know, the investment won't come here. So again, these are all things that they, if if we don't put the capacities in place, we may not, you know, continue to, to win the types of investments that we have previously. Join us again after this short break. At EY, our purpose is to build a better working world. As one of Ireland's leading professional services firms, our exceptional people are at the centre of everything we do. We deploy technology at speed and innovation at scale to deliver exceptional solutions for our clients, enabling them to transform and grow. To find out more, visit ey.com. Obviously, there's a new Commission on Tax and Welfare report out today with, we're told, various recommendations about more tax on people. There are proposals from Sinn Féin, the main opposition party, which may be in government next time which would in, involve more tax on, um, on higher earners. Is the tech sector worried that income tax is going to be the place that will take all the pain in the years ahead? 
I mean, I suppose that if you look at the overall tax structure, I think if, you know, already we're, we're looking at, uh, especially for high earners in excess of over 50%, um, I think if, if you if you push far beyond that, you're, you're really going to struggle then to attract that, you know, highly competitive mobile tech talent. Um, and again, you know, that's that. I don't think that would be in, in, in anyone's favour. So I suppose a balanced tax regime that obviously, you know, um, taxes appropriately across all, all the band levels is important. Um, but I suppose, you know, it's also important to note that not every job in, in the tech sector is, you know, these hugely paid roles. There's a lot of, you know, uh, very good normal um, wage jobs as well. And I suppose those people have to be supported as well. So a really balanced approach um, across all. But I think we would be very concerned if if there was very uncompetitive um, from a global perspective taxation in place. Thanks, Una. John Galvin, are you still seeing in, in the jobs market a big demand to get people from overseas to fill key roles? Or is that demand starting to ease off a bit as the market cools a little? The demand is still there, and and uh, you know Ireland is, is certainly very much open to trying to drive diversity across workforce in general. So, uh, engaging the best talent in the marketplace, be it in Ireland or abroad, you know, is still a top of the agenda for a large number of organisations. You know, they they want to bring the best talent into their organisations. Um, the the challenge, I guess, outside of uh, housing is. You know, trying to ensure that you have the talent within your organization um, whilst being mindful of you may not be able to attract it at the moment. Uh, like time to hire is longer than it has been in a number of years because it's very much an employee driven market. Um, employees have more opportunities that, than they have done, done for a number of years, particularly within the tech sector, because um, despite everything that we've just mentioned, it, it is still buoyant. Um, so what, what a lot of companies are doing and should be doing is, you know, reviewing the, the talent that they have in the organization and identifying where they can train and develop those individuals to perform the roles that need to be done in a year or two years time. So we have a very good educational sector in Ireland and, you know, we're producing a lot of talent coming out of colleges with degrees, masters um, in the right areas for the tech sector. But, you know, tech is constantly evolving and organizations need to be identifying people within their businesses that are flexible and open to, you know, learning new skills. And I, and I think that's key. So let's develop the talent that we have within the country to perform some of these roles that we need within tech. And, and companies are doing that and, and, and certainly need to continue to do that moving forward. John, in the wider jobs market, is there any sign you were talking about employees still having the whip hand, if you like, and employers doing the chasing. The wooing in the market has, has been the case over the last few years and wages going up. Is there any sign of that starting to turn a little bit? To be honest, not not necessarily just yet. You know, but potentially that might happen over the coming months. But, you know, there is still quite a, a buoyant market, as I said, across all industries and, and employees continue to have uh, multiple opportunities if they're looking to to move roles what what might happen, what we've certainly seen at times of uncertainty in the past is that uh, people tend to, you know, lean more on the side of job security. So potentially maybe aren't as open to moving as they have been over the last couple of years. So if, you know, if there's any type of pessimism coming into the marketplace, you know, or with, you know, increased inflation, um, you know, the, the, the cost of living concerns that, that remain at the minute, people may reconsider their willingness to move roles if they think that it's 
going to create more uncertainty around their ability to bring in income over the next couple of months whilst there's a risk of you know energy costs continuing to increase so we haven't seen that happen yet but that has certainly happened in the past at times of uncertainty so that might be a trend that we see um which means that for companies that are looking to bring in new talent the pressure might grow because there might be less people willing to look around so it is something that we just need to be aware of um, so employees are still certainly in the driving seat and obviously we see that having an impact in terms of wage inflation which you know it's it's an additional cost um that companies need to be mindful of if, if they're prepared to you know increase wages in certainly instance in certain circumstances uh, cross, uh expenses across the board are growing so we do see businesses put in a greater focus on cost at the moment for for obvious reasons and and, and wage inflation is something that feeds into that also okay thanks john finally to turn to you una the tech sector has had an extraordinary run of growth over the last the last couple of decades in Ireland, uh, and particularly, I guess, over the last seven or eight years, uh, massive expansions pretty much across the board. Are we looking at a period now of consolidation, do you think, of trying to hold on to what we have, or are there still areas in which the sector can grow, possibilities that it could you know, employ more people, give more tax revenue, and so on? Um, no, there's still huge growth potential there. Um, I suppose from from the membership perspective from Technology Ireland, they are saying though we need the conditions in in place for that growth to occur here, and you know in order to secure as well what what we already have. So I think from from the industry's perspective, um, you know their their priority is to try and maintain and secure um, the investment that's already here. If we can grow, great. Um, but again, a lot of those companies, if they want to grow here, they need to compete with you know other jurisdictions. And again, in terms of kind of the charting that happens there, we are slightly more competitive now than, than maybe we were a number of years ago. Um, so again, that's just something that we need to, to watch. Um, but but on the whole, I think the outlook is positive. There are definitely you know some some you know a, a stabilization or a deceleration um, across the sector. But but we would be positive in terms of our overall outlook. Um, you know I don't think um, we're going to see wholesale changes across the sector. Um, but maybe a, a more um, realism and kind of more reflective of um, current economic climate conditions. Yeah, it is something that that people working in the sector have said to me that the Irish operations operate kind of like a mini IDA, trying to attract investment from the group here in competition with other countries. So, yeah, the biggest competition is the, your sister site. Um, and so that's, you know, again, it's something that we just have to be really conscious of how how we're perceived. And I suppose that would be the concern that, you know, speaking to some um some site leaders here saying, you know, that sometimes the view um, from the HQ is, you know, Ireland's Ireland's getting more difficult, you know, um, be that filling teams or be that um, costs or even, you know, things just like, you know, driving um, innovation and that kind of workplace culture that, you know, obviously during um, COVID, everyone was working remotely. Now we're obviously trying to move mostly into into a hybrid and every company is different um and that is is you know there's there's mixed uh, across the sector in terms of 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 how that's going and and things like that so i think there's still a kind of a, a post covid era where everyone needs to figure out how exactly we're operating um and i think you know like many industries um there's going to be kind of a, a settling period and i think this winter will be really important in terms of um you know how how the industry operates moving forward Okay, thanks very much. 
we'll hope for the best over, over the winter and uh, heading into next year, which uh, hopefully might be a bit calmer. That's all for this week. Thanks to my guests, John Galvin, Managing Director of Manpower Ireland, and Una Fitzpatrick, Director of Technology Ireland. This week's show was produced by Suzanne Brennan, with sound by JJ Vernon. That's all we have time for. So from me, Cliff Taylor, thanks for listening and see you next time.